Hey, this is Chris, and before the show starts, just to give you a quick heads up that you may notice some extra background noise in this week's episode. Um, it's not too bad, but it's more than you get in a normal episode of the show. Um, it shouldn't impair your enjoyment of the show too much, I don't think. Uh, but we just wanted to make you aware of it, just so you know going in. Okay, we hope you enjoyed the show. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. And I'm Chris, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hosts, 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 that's kind of cohorts and co-hosts combined in one. Um, well, I'm joined by my co-hosts and co-presenters and co-writers. Uh, first up is Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. How's it going? I'm good, thanks, Chris. Awesome. And Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Chris. What's going on? Nola, how are you? I'm doing... the podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. To answer your question, I'm doing fine. Uh, awesome. And joining us this week from a slightly unusual location is Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. 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 Um, the church music, that church music that you hear in the background, um, no, it's nice actually. I'm uh, I'm actually here at the um, IFP Media Center um, in Dumbo, in New York City, and uh, sort of I'm waiting for uh, the doghouse to start. Uh, um, it's a virtual uh, reality presentation. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. Um, well, I'm looking forward to hearing all about the uh, VR thing next time you're on the show. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to hear about that. Um, okay, so this is our podcast about animation and all animation-related topics, and you can find all our previous episodes over on animationforadults.com. You can find them on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on podcast.com. And you can catch up with all their last episodes and subscribe and leave us a nice comment. And you can drop us an email at podcast at animationforadults.com or contact us via AFA blog on Twitter okay um, so this week we are going to talk about a variety of topics with some uh, animation news as usual and we're also going to talk about what we've been watching in particular stuff from the new season and we are also going to talk about some trailers and some animated films that we are looking forward to in the not too distant future but before we do that, uh, Rachel got to go to a very exciting event that is not technically animation related, but uh, never mind. It's about video games, which are animation related because they're animated. So they are. So get it over counts. It. It, it totally counts. counts. It counts as long as it's not a text <laughs> adventure. It totally counts. Yep. So, <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> if you'd like to tell us about what you got to do. I, um, it was last, not this last past Friday, but the Friday before, um, I was able to go to Phil- the Philadelphia Man Center to, and attend, uh, the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses, uh, or, uh, Symphony, which is basically a, um, kind of like an on the road, uh, show of, um, where they basically will 
get the orchestra, uh, take the orchestra from like the city that they're visiting. In our case, the Philadelphia um, Orchestra, and uh, put together this show where they basically compile all like a whole bunch of like various musical pieces from the Legend of Zelda um, video games. You know, from uh, uh, let's see, Link to the Past to Wind Waker to Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Skyward Sword. You know, what have you. And uh, they actually, while the orchestra's playing, they have a big old screen standing behind, just behind the choir where they actually have video compilations of the actual, you know, bits and pieces of the game that are uh, relevant to the music being played and kind of a very, you know, basically telling the story of some of the games, you know, which is what, you know, when you have a, a orchestra, you know, symphony of, uh, or a movement of music, you're basically supposed to be telling a story anyway, so... I thought that was a really ingenious way to uh, kind of tell the story of Legend of Zelda that, you know, fans can enjoy being able to hear their favorite music, you know, performed by a professional orchestra, whereas, you know, people who may not be as familiar with the uh, Legend of Zelda games might be able to enjoy the story and music at the, at both at the same time. Very cool. It was, it was nice. quite an experience, and I got to say it was probably the most energetic crowd i have ever seen in like a orchestra ever because every single time like the camera would like zoom in they like show one a particular musician uh playing or doing like a solo piece the entire crowd would just you know which was pretty big like i would say like the think the tickets were probably sold out for that performance and uh just everyone was cheering and having a good time and it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I would, I highly recommend if you're a Zelda fan, do you know if if, if you find out that this is going on in your home, you know, home city or hometown, go, just go. <laughs> it is well worth Excellent. the money. Yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Nice, um, nice. Well, this is actually our second time of uh, trying to record this episode because last time technical gremlins got in the way and Skype decided they didn't like us anymore and kept throwing us off and we had to abandon ship and reconvene to try again um, so um, if you're listening to this a bit later than normal sorry about that but sometimes these things happen um, yep sorry uh <laughs> But you, you're great, listeners. We we love you, listeners. You're awesome. We will make it up to you. Have you have you had a haircut? It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, law of averages. You look lovely today. <laughs> Some of those probably had a haircut. And law of averages <laughs> also says like get dressed. Yeah. Uh, have a shower. Put that down. <laughs> <laughs> Like, stop that, stop that. We're getting a bit too silly here. <laughs> oh, boy. That was good. Oh, boy. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the news. Um, yeah, but uh, I happen to know that the first story that we're going to cover, somebody here is quite excited about. Because, um, as I said, we tried to record it before. Um, and... It is again video game related, but animation related very closely. Hey, I'm gonna break with tradition a bit here and say, Rachel, yes. do you want to tell us what the story is? Well, uh, I believe we there was uh, news that was posted on the site recently. So if you didn't hear about it, 
uh, Phoenix Wright is going to be getting its uh, first anime adaptation. Anime adaptation, which I am super, super duper excited about it because I'm a longtime fan of the video games. And uh, while they've had manga adaptations and, you know, crossovers with other video game series and even a live action movie, you know, we fans have never really been able to get a uh, anime adaptation. But now, at long last, it is upon us and I am just... Like, if you could see me, I'm just, like, rocking back and forth in my chair. I am just... <laughs> <laughs> there was so much was excitement. A... I didn't know there was a movie. It's directed by Takeshi Miike, no less. Holy crap. Oh, <laughs> his, film, his films never... Well, they take a long time to get over here. He take, he makes, like, one movie, like, every six months, it seems. Uh, possibly more keep, than that. Yeah, I can never keep track of, like, what his actual latest movie is. I, I really want to. I've been listening to reviews of his latest film uh, called Yakuza which, Apocalypse, uh, which it's is playing uh, Fantastic Fest at the moment, and people I, are losing their feces about. I'm sure they are. I really want to see the one about monsters <laughs> in, in a in a school. What was that called? Is that what? the yo- yokai one? Yeah, that looks like fun. I will need to see that because I don't believe I've seen oh, a trailer for crazy. that. Crazy, but Phoenix right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you if you have the opportunity, the movie, because uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it, I haven't actually had the opportunity to see the whole, see it all the way through, but I have seen a couple scenes, and it does look interesting. Um, Takashi Miike, Takashi, Takashi, you know him. One, him. he is probably who you choose to do mm-hmm. that movie. That makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. actually, you know, when you were talking about there being an anime. That seems to suit it best because the games themselves are really over the top. Oh, and totally. They're, really, uh, they're actually quite manga in the way they sort of. You oh, know, they're very, they're very anime slash manga y. Yeah. They basically already are an anime, so. That's one of well, the primary appeal. The reason I said they were like, they're more like comics, like manga, <laughs> than anime is because they really like play around with like time. Oh, yeah. Like, it can be. You know, a moment where someone is thinking, and it's actually about ten seconds mm-hmm. time, but it's you know it takes about two minutes. <laughs> I don't know if if you watch your average anime that's adapted from those manga, yeah, they do something very similar. I remember in one particular part of One Piece, there was um like a there was a sequence where there was like a countdown of something that's happening in eighteen minutes or something. And it takes place over four episodes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Wow. <laughs> I love it how that's that's become like a Dragon Ball Z related like, you know thing <laughs> with Shonen. Yeah. Like any any other Shonen series afterward has been like, Oh, they're kinda of copying off Dragon Ball Z there. I'm like, yeah. Maybe It's a time manipulation thing that works really well fighting comics, but it's a bit weird when you put it on Yeah. But uh, the Phoenix Wright anime is starting in 2016, I think, um, and it should be fun. I'll watch that. Oh. The games are great fun. Yeah. And, and they're actually, they're really well written. They're quite funny. Oh, um, they're absolutely hilarious. They're, 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 they're just like, you know, just decent old-fashioned whodunit plots, really. Yeah, and basically all you've got to do is have all the characters in it, have people shout objection, and yeah, you're done. Well, yeah, you're winning. Yeah, it, it's, yep. it's no brainer, really. They should have done it years ago. Has there been a musical yet? 
there's uh, probably because I think... these sorts of things are so like with Japanese series it seems like that happens before anything <laughs> like there's there's you know there there might be an anime series or a comic adaptation but there's always like a musical if they have a Persona 3 musical then they have they have to have a Phoenix right one I've yeah. got a feeling they did a um a stage play anyway of Phoenix Wright and Phoenix Wright is played by a woman possibly or I might be thinking of something else I don't know <laughs> Peter Pan maybe is that what you're thinking of no, I wasn't thinking of Peter Pan. <laughs> I was I not confusing uh, Peter Pan it, and Phoenix Wright. I will look into it. This is my new mission. I am going to look into this thing. Is there a Phoenix? Is there or is there not a Phoenix Wright stage play? There's there has to be. That, yeah, my money is on that. <laughs> on, on on the black. So, um, is, is it? Do you know anything about the writing stuff? Is it going to be the same writers? I don't know that much. It's just. They announced it at Tokyo Game Show. That basically, they were talking about games, and they also went, "Oh, and there's also a Phoenix Wright anime coming, pretty much." Right, because anime is like ten a penny in Japan. It's like, oh yeah, we're releasing a young bit, and there's an anime. <laughs> it was it was kind of an aside, really. I think in there when they were talking about right, the next, yeah. next game. Um, yeah, yeah. Did, did the um, did the Sherlock Hound game get released here yet? Sherlock Hound game? What? They made a Phoenix Wright style <laughs> Sherlock Hound game. What? Why was I not informed? I <laughs> was keeping it from you for this moment, Chris. <laughs> I was going to tell you on air. <laughs> wow! For this reaction. This is the best news I've heard all day. This is amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, no. Um, there may be. There may, may be. Because I coming when I found out it's not coming out in English. I was looking forward to that. It has to be soon, I think. Oh, I love Sherlock Hound. <laughs> in, in case you don't know what Sherlock Hound is, listeners, um, it is a anime series based on Sherlock Holmes with dogs. Uh, and Miyazaki was involved, um, and he directed like six episodes of it. Um, he was supposed to direct the lot, but something went on. Um, Nausicaa happened, I think. I thought, because... he went off, I thought he went off and did Castle of Cagliostro, wasn't it? No, I think it, was, I think it was after then. Because, um... Actually, no, the Nausicaa uh, comic happened. Ah. He, he, would, he would work at the studio uh, in the day and then sneak off early to go draw Nausicaa. <laughs> um, but yeah, the series is great fun. Uh, lots of, like, his... Uh, the animators that Miyazaki worked with throughout his a lot of his career um, started working with him on that show as well. There's some good animation in that. In if that you show. watch the six episodes that he directed, they are so like proto Miyazaki. There's so many sort of Miyazaki I know touches. flying machines and like uh, <laughs> like uh, yeah boats firing giant cannons and more flying machines and running in the sky. You know, that sort of, like, running that they, they, that his houses all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, running on nothing. And housekeeper Mrs. Hudson is awesome in it, in this incarnation. She's, she's like, also in everyone. Yeah, but she's, a, she's like, a typical sort of Miyazaki heroine-type thing. Um, yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. But apparently, his original idea was that she was going to be the main character. Um, <laughs> she was going to be, like, the brains behind Sherlock I didn't Hale. know that. 
Sherlock Holmes and she basically is. I mean, she mm. basically is in in the in in the Moffat yeah. version, right? She's uh, they wouldn't do anything without her. <laughs> I, I've just got to interject quickly to say that after recording the show, I discovered some very sombre news, and that is the fact that that Sherlock Hound game was just an April Fool's joke from Capcom. So. Yes, not happening. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. And I'll return you to your normal scheduled programming now. Phoenix Wright is what we were talking about. And yeah, yeah that's great. That's and great. I found out awesome news about yes. Sherlock Hound. And <laughs> speaking of Miyazaki, eh, segue, um, uh, Miyazaki is, as we know that Miyazaki is working on a CG short, Boro the Caterpillar, um, he has recently... Uh, and well, it's been announced not by Miyazaki but by somebody else that um, he has basically a partner on the film who is a, an established CG animator um, who he is teaming up with to because he hasn't done uh, animated uh, a completely computer animated uh, seri- uh, short before, uh, so it makes sense that he's teaming up with somebody. He actually was a really early adopter with CG. His first use of CG was in a short called... It was a music video called On Your Mark. Um, And he used CG in that, actually. And that was in 1995. Uh, Yeah, that... Like, same year as Toy Story. That music video that has been withdrawn from... Oh, yeah. It was was withdrawn from the Blu-ray... A collection because basically in Japan it's you know rock and roll artists can be rock and roll but not to the extent of soft drug use <laughs> um, it's actually seriously frowned upon quite a lot and uh, the artists who, who who made this song uh, were recently caught with some weed or something uh, but it was. It's a very serious offence. They were arrested, and oh as a result, Ghibli has like completely, you know, broken all association with them. Mm. Uh, but you can still watch it online everywhere. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a good um it's a good fun like sci-fi uh, music video. So you should check out. Yeah, Miyazaki is is teaming up. With Yuhai Sakuruga, Sakurugai, um, who is a talented CG animator who has done um, work on the CG stuff for things including 009 v Cyborg and Tiger and Bunny. Um, I approve. Yes. <laughs> I immediately approve. He works at a company called Stephen and Stephen, uh, who recently... They primarily work in advertising, but they uh, did just recently put out a short in the Animator Expo series, which I don't know if you know anything about. Um, sure, I've heard of that. I mean, I, it's it, what's great. the title of the short? I haven't seen any of them, but um, it's it's Anna, Hideaki Anno has organised it, um, and it's just a bunch of shorts that by all sorts of animators, just like little... They, yeah, they give the animators are given completely free reign to produce. Uh, I think they're like five minutes, mm-hmm. um, or like a five minute or short of whatever they want to just 
flex their muscles, really. Um, but you have to catch them quickly because they get taken down after oh, no. being up for like two months. Those Japanese in there, well, we won't let you have things online. <laughs> we're like, no, we're going to take them away from you. <laughs> or we're going to take can, forever on getting can... uh, Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> mm. Ah, well, I think that's coming soon because they're going to do a preview of it. Funimation are going to do a preview of it at, N- at New York Comic Con. Did you did you did you happen to see what sort of work the CG animator does? Do they do the sort of cell shaded CG uh, thing on um, Tiger and Bunny? Basically, yeah. Um, right. It, he does does the uh, the the in Tiger and Bunny the it's you know traditionally two D animated mostly, but the um, superhero suits are all done in CG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, both. Uh, Wild Tiger, Barnaby, their suits are completely CG animated. Even it, it was really interesting integration where they had the the suits remain CG, you know, the entire time they're in the shot, and even when they flip open their um, the helmet so you can actually see their face, that's two D for most. Right. You know, at least at least when they have it close up on it. And I think the only other individual I think that when they're um, in their suit that it's mostly CG animation. I think it was Fire Emblem. The mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't want to go into much of the series if you haven't seen it yet, but it, um, he is the super, one of the superheroes that uh, can manipulate fire. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know it, who I'm talking about, Chris. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you can read my reviews of the first couple of volumes of Cyber <laughs> Buddy on animationforadults.com. Plug! Plug! Um... <laughs> Yeah, but it's interesting that Miyazaki is teaming up with someone, you know, who is not such a well-known name, and it shows that he is really just happy to experiment yeah. and stuff. Well, well, it is, and it is. I mean, uh, his producer, uh, Suzuki, really has his finger on the button with, like, upcoming, you know... Um, animators and, like, movies. He... He probably found him this this animator, I think. Well, Miyazaki's connected with Anno because they're friends. Cause oh, sure, that too. Anno directed on, um, well, he, he worked on Nausicaa, um, mm. and you know, they're, they're clearly still friends. Seeing as Miyazaki said, "Oh yeah, I'd let Anno direct a sequel to Nausicaa." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he is the organizer of um, or the creator or whatever of the animator expo thing so there's connection there as well right 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 yeah but but i I don't know how i feel about like the sort of cell shaded look Mm -hmm. i'm sure if that would suit miyazaki i would rather him like kind of fully embrace what cg can actually do rather than kind of pine for hand-drawn i that's how cell shaded CG makes me feel a lot of the time like it's pining for something that it's not allowed to be and mm-hmm. it's kind of like ashamed of being itself yeah it's, okay what are you it, saying yeah it's uh, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd quite like to see full CG and him really get into like some you know really artistic lighting and and if he's going to leave 2D behind then leave it behind mm-hmm 
Oh, I was just going to say, I, I kind of like the sort of mixed medium thing, but I definitely hear what you're saying. I mean, there's sometimes that um, it seems like there should be like maybe another another pass should be done or something just to sort of uh, so the audience feels like a decision has been made, <laughs> right? So it doesn't look like yeah, something that's yeah, like yeah. maybe supposed to be hand-drawn with a little you bit know, more of a 3D element. Like, you know the really Yeah, it's, it's true. With, um, but I love the look of it, though, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it sometimes really works. And, and uh, you know, a few years ago, um, like, Japanese studios, like, realized that to make it feel even more hand-drawn, they should just drop animating on ones altogether. And mm-hmm. They animate on threes and twos and fours and things to really make it feel like uh, like hand-drawn. And I've got to say, like, I, I, I've been fooled by it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, it, yeah, I think th- goes yeah, that's <laughs> once you're fooled by it. Well, no, I mean that's the difference though, right? It's like, like any any kind of uh any kind of process that you use like, like if it's distracting then you know it probably yeah. just needs another pass. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's fascinating time um, we live in we, you know we have all of these options, you know. Um it's interesting to see the way people uh People utilize that stuff for sure. <laughs> mm. I should say though that it's not going to be easy to see Borrow the Caterpillar when it is done uh, because it's going to be shown at the Ghibli Museum uh, and most of the shorts in the Ghibli Museum don't seem to make it out of the Ghibli Museum. Because uh, Miyazaki might, 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 <laughs> might be, uh, yeah, he, he, he might be high tech enough to to do a CD short, but he still strongly believes in traditional uh, distribution for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, he doesn't want people to have a Blu-ray with the with the um, My and the Kitten bus on it. The intention is very nice. It's just a bit unrealistic. <laughs> for Especially lots of if you live completely over the other side of the world and mm-hmm. it's a bit out of the... Mm. bit out of... Mind you, mind you, though, like I know people who have who have who have been to the Ghibli Museum, so do and I. it is, and it and 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 it is like a very special visit for lots of people, and kind of, I think the idea is like by keeping it that, mm-hmm. it it doesn't ever lose its um, its specialness. But perhaps they could cycle them through, and then you know, just let me watch mine and the kitten bus. Yeah, I mean, they sometimes they sometimes play outside. They played in New York, a couple of them. What? They, play, they played at the... That's not fair. I don't live there either. They played at a children's song festival. Yeah, that's the only place they've played outside. The museum. Oh, okay. Uh, there was another um, a story about Miyazaki that was going around about uh, that he's uh, start, he's developing some sort of retreat on an island somewhere like a, a um an attraction for children <laughs> yeah but um sounds a bit like think... paper doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> a little bit sinister come over here children <laughs> to the island where you will turn like michael jackson donkeys oh no <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's the island thank you <laughs> Yeah, um, I think some people were getting their hopes up and thinking it was like a, a Ghibli theme park, and they were thinking, "Oh, you can go and ride on the cat bus." That would, so. admittedly, that would be very awesome. 
Yes, but that's not what it is. It's some natural thing with hardly any uh, man-made structures, apparently. But, okay. you know, it's Miyazaki. He likes things like that. Like he bought the Totoro Forest. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's about as far as that story goes. Um, something else that happened recently is that Ardman Animation have um, bought a major stake in a American animation company called Nathan Love and the company is yeah. Ardman Nathan Love and it means that basically Ardman have got a foot in the door in in America so um, Ardman is now called Ardman oh, Nathan awesome. Love no 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 there's oh, Ardman right. and there's <laughs> and they, what was Nathan Love is now Ardman Nathan Love Oh, so yeah, they're an Ardman. advertising studio. They're, yeah, they're here in Broom Street. Um, yeah, mostly primarily advertising. It's super exciting. And oh. it's got like the best like product launch video ever, just to launch the logo. It's awesome. It is. It has it. Is is the name meant to be funny? Um, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> it. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. The 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 video is is amazing. The launch yes. video. There were there were like a couple of teasers released in the weeks leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know what the hell it even was, but it's like yes. a two and a half minute. Yeah, you just have to check it out on the Nathan Love. Sorry, the Ardman Nathan Love, uh, Vimeo channel because. <laughs> I won't even try to describe it, but it comes. I mean, it, it really struck me can't as be described. Very, yeah, it struck me as actually very Ardman, which yes. was which was awesome. And it's supposed to combine Ardman with the CG expertise of Nathan Love, I think. Right. And I I think it's interesting because Ardman obviously have done CG stuff, uh, like with um, After Christmas. Mm-hmm. Had the um, Ardman style, but with CG, um, and before that was flushed away. Which yeah, and um, and they produce shorts all the time as well. There was one called, oh my goodness, something like Jeff's Big Idea, um, and I saw that last year, and it was like all about um, like single cell organisms evolving legs, <laughs> and, <laughs> and and like making it out of like a a, a bog of mush. Um, I'm not sure if you can watch it online yet. I think that's still probably during the festival circuit. But um, they they do CG a lot, and actually also they do CG a lot, and you don't know it's them. Aha. Same with their advertising as well, their 2D advertising. Mhm. Well, they've they've done yeah they've done 2D stuff as well. Like um, they did uh, the um thing to it was a first world war centenary um. Exhibition. That was did great. An advert for great it. It was, brilliant. it was so good. Mm. Um, it's like, well, it's called something like um, Flight of the Stories or something. Um, mm. And it it, mm. it won. I think it. I think it won an Annie. It definitely won something. Oh, brilliant! Um, I hope. So. Yeah, I think it won an Annie. Um, so I'm just going to say, yeah, that it did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it won. It won something like that. Um, yeah, um, we'll try yeah, and put it's... some of these stuff in the show notes anyway. Um, but it's definitely worth checking yeah, out. Yeah, it's probably not Nathan Love's CG expertise as much as Nathan Love advertising c- 
cash, right? <laughs> I mean, it's probably like combination of um, those mm-hmm. two things. I mean, it's an exciting partnership. Yeah, I wonder what will come out of it. Um, <laughs> also, in other news, it's been announced that there is going to be a show on Sheep the movie too. Yeah. Yay! I'm for that. I want that to be <laughs> bots. I want it to be like a. a <laughs> you want it twice... to be a full series? I want it to be a twice yearly thing. You know, like how you hear it like in Japan, like, oh, there's another Pokemon movie. There's another One Piece movie. Like, I want that to be like nine Shaun the Sheep movies. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Sean the Sheep goes to the moon. Universe. Yeah, why not? Because <laughs> I think they can they they can do anything with it, and you know, I, I actually you know the second one might be even better because they just sort of you know I'm I'm pretty sure the distributors sort of just goes you know this all the studio. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's produced, but you know, they sort of—they're going to say, "Okay, just do that again. Just do something." <laughs> you, know? you did pretty well. Just do it again. Well, it has made over a hundred million dollars internationally, so it was—that's impressive. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the weird thing about its release was it was really paled by like the supposedly modest U.S. opening. Um, just general um, gross, uh, but yeah, it did do really well. We'd already done it really well everywhere else before it opened in America, and then it sort of stumbled a bit in America. Yeah, um, well, I'm trying to remember what other movies yeah. were out at the time here that may have you know taken away from it. I mean, and I I know the movie wasn't really advertised when it came to you know mm. yeah, that's what the it was. <laughs> mm. Because I only it heard kind of, about it through you guys. I can't hear, remember yeah, it was a it funny, up or hearing anything it, about it here. It was a funny old... It was like beginning of August. Mm. It's, it's, which is a funny time to release a movie anyway. And at least I know where I was near the beginning of August. I was uh, waiting patiently for Resurrection of F to come out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen to the last show to hear how that went. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and it is now in the UK cinemas. Um, Yay! Um, well, right um, now is in just this <laughs> evening. Uh, but no, because they're expanding it beyond that because there's been such high demand. Fantastic. Uh, which means that the DVD and Blu ray has been pushed back because um, cinema distributors are paying like that. And they're like, oh, but it's coming out on DVD in a month. Like, but people will pay you to see it. We don't care! <laughs> <laughs> Push it back. Hey, just so long as you guys get a chance to watch it, I don't mind having to wait a little bit longer for the DVD. Uh, well, it's being pushed back in the UK. It won't affect the American one. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, it's not playing near me anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, Tom Moore, uh, director of Song of the Sea. An AFA favourite, it's safe to say. Um, yep. It's going to be making a couple of festival appearances uh, this autumn. Uh, firstly, he is appearing at the Dublin Animation Festival, um, where he'll be doing a question and answer um, thing at a screening of Song of the Sea. 
and that is in October. And then in November, he is appearing at the uh, Manchester Animation Festival, which is happening in the UK in November for the first time. Um, and he is doing a masterclass, which is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is yes. also being accompanied by a screening of the film as well. Um, so if you are in Dublin or in or near Manchester, uh, you should check those out because Tom Moore is great. That's <laughs> really makes... exciting. Yes. Uh, so check them out on the website and find out more details. And more stuff is coming out about uh, this Manchester Animation Festival, at least, because um, a a guy from Ardman is going to be doing a talk there as well. Um, so watch this space for more information on that. I think news-wise, that's about it. Cool. Um, so we're going to move on and talk about some of the stuff that we've been watching. Um, before we go into the um, like the new season stuff, I just want to quickly say that I have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Z Kai, uh, <laughs> which is the um, re-edited version of Dragon Ball. Uh, which is edited down to cut out the filler and make it fit the manga closer. Um, and I'll have to say, they do actually a really good job on it. Um, it's interesting looking at the... Com- like If you look at the list of episodes of the original version and Kai, it moves through it so much faster. It really does. It, 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 sometimes, uh, like I know I've, I've heard mixed feel, uh, opinions about Kai, like some people are say, say it moves a little too fast. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it keeps the action the action high and just uh, really lets you get into a lot of the, like the the really good moments, like all the like, really iconic moments of the the series. And the writing, I think, that is definitely probably the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. It just it gets to like Freezer really quick. Freezer is season two basically, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it gets to about the point where it gets like in two seasons worth. You get to the point where the original series it took about 100 episodes to get to yeah so, and it doesn't feel like to me it doesn't feel like it's super rushed it still feels it still feels like the battles take ages <laughs> so yeah um, did, did they redub it yeah they well. did um actually because i think um chris ayers who's uh people who've gone to see uh resurrection f will know that they, he's the new uh the new uh, actor cast to play Frieza. This was actually where he made his first appearance or his first time playing the role, and mm-hmm. he knocked the ball out of the frickin' park with this. I mean, I remember I, I when I first heard the character's voice, I remember one of the biggest issues the fact that, you know, he, Frieza was played by a woman. I thought I thought it was. Yeah, it's because <laughs> he was. Um, I, yeah. I, I apologize, I don't remember her name, and I, if, you know, if she's listening, I am so sorry, but I love your work. Um, but at the same time, um, it was really kind of, uh, interesting with the way when Chris Ayers was recast to play Frieza and how they kind of, uh, changed up the writing. They made him, honestly, how's, um, how's the right word to say? They made him very more articulate, which kind of like, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was like some kind of royalty, which, you know, he kind of, he kind of sort of is. He's just very like superior and like, 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 ho, 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 you know, kind of. Kind of he's villain. A lord. He's a he's a lord, so hmm. he, he he sounds like one now, and I think that yeah, that's one of the things of the new dub um, in Kai that I really super appreciate. Yeah, and also 
as another bonus, you get the um, Funimation redubbed theme songs, which is awesome, obviously, and they're not at all yes. hilarious when Big Mignogna sings them <laughs> at all. Hang on, re redubbed, <laughs> as in they re-record the theme songs in English, and I find it hilarious because I I know they're trying That's hard. Do they have to what? what? What are the theme songs? What were the theme, the theme songs? Do they have Head Charla? No, no it's, it's a different it's one. Uh, but the the thing is, it's just the when you translate Japanese songs into English, they tend to sound incredibly cheesy uh, because yes. the the original one might be cheesy, but you've you've got a layer of that's you know people seem to think oh these songs are really sophisticated because they're in a foreign language. Even though, <laughs> You know, like so when Japanese. you put them in English, you lose that. No, they're, they're just yeah. they're just songs for a kids' TV show about yeah about fighting. It's it's only going to be so deep. <laughs> yeah, but it, it used to amuse me with the the um the ones they did for One Piece as well, which were mainly sung by Vic Mignogna as well. Yeah, he loves doing that. Um, obviously, it's not as amazing as the One Piece rap. <laughs> oh god, I remember I that. I don't think I it is it was that the was that the opening for the dub? For the four, the four kids, four kids. Dub. Yes. Yes. Um, the four kids dub. I remember that. Where nobody dies and um uh oh, has don't, a lollipop. Don't, and... don't give it up, Nazi or something. Yeah, yes. okay. Believe me, when this episode comes out, you'll know. <laughs> oh, no. This is my excuse. Be waiting for it. Uh, and I'd like it. to apologise in advance. That's okay. Yes. But, okay, so... Sorry. And yeah. moving on. Yeah. Uh, something else I got a chance to see was the new version of Danger Mouse. I have heard good things about this, and I have not had the chance to see it. See it. It started on the children's BBC channel in the UK, and was subsequently on iPlayer. Um, and I know Dan, you got to see it as well. Yeah. Yes. New series of Danger Mouse is awesome. <laughs> I'm a big Danger Mouse fan. Everyone knows that probably by now. Um, and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit risky doing a new version of something that everyone loves like this um, but yeah they've knocked it out of the park <laughs> very good um, wow. basically the writing's really funny the animation is great the cast is brilliant um, and Danger Mouse was you know one of the early series that had the kind of writing where like oh that joke's for the kids uh, you know that's a funny joke for the kids oh, and then yeah. there's jokes that only adults get or whatever and so they've kept that up and there's some really great so you know some of the jokes are really silly because they're for kids um but then there's yeah and there's great like meta humor and stuff um i didn't know Stephen fry was in it regularly as well so that makes it even better <laughs> you see fry via Melch, uh, general melcher exactly it's perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i yeah, actually playing colonel k I think I, I think I, I think I said last time or, or previously that I didn't actually watch much Danger Mouse. Yes, you um, did as a kid. So I don't have the sort of uh, fondness for it that everyone else seems to like remember it very fondly. 
Um, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny and it was fast and the animation was like I remember as I remember as a kid watching watching shows that promise a lot of action mm-hmm. but didn't actually ever do, like there might be lots of action in the opening uh credit sequence maybe and then in the show itself there wouldn't be very much but there was a fair bit of action like proper you know chase scenes and things and mm-hmm. um yeah no it was great yeah it was good I just love the fact that like the first episode he destroys most of London and gets sacked so <laughs> um, yeah. so it's like the it's basically your archetypal the action hero who yeah. make who doesn't play by the books and destroys everything it's also a really good introduction to mm-hmm. the series it's it's kind of like an origin story episode it's ah. like a setup for the rest of the series yeah well it's it's a perfect way of setting it up yeah okay. For new people, but also being, you know, it's, it's also a continuation. Yeah, really. a bit, a bit, a bit like uh, Star Trek. Yeah, from Star Trek, where mm. it's like it does a reset and it's it clearly draws a line. Like we are doing this new thing, we are not. I think they actually make a meta joke towards like bringing old things back or something. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I. I it all flies fast, quite fast. I don't, it, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it's very snappy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's 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 some jokes that are a bit like BoJack Horseman's animal jokes as well. There's um, Jimmy Camel Show, um, which is which is an interesting joke because, as far as I know, Jimmy Kimmel isn't on anywhere in the UK. So it's like really. I think he's on like some obscure Sky Channel actually, but yeah, but it's good as. Not not enough to yeah reference in a which kind of um, makes you realise that this has been made to be exported as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's going to be on Netflix next year in the US. So right, right, right. Um, that is obviously in in mind. Yeah, um, and another thing I really like about it is the backgrounds are all photos, um, and in the original version they had like. They're basically like photocopies, like black and white. So it is, it's making. Oh really? It's it's, it's based on that, but it's mm-hmm. adding, you know, more up to date spin on it. Mhm. Yeah, and it's all very English and British and stuff. <laughs> Great, and yeah, I'm I'm sold. And then I watched the second one as well because it's on every day. Uh, the first episode was like a twenty, wow. twenty-two minute one, but it's normally like eleven minutes. Um, and yeah, the second one was also equally great, and had a had one. I love it when they do like a a um, throwaway gag that sort of also like expands the world of the show, <laughs> like where he makes a reference to oh oh you should have called Danger Moth or um, Danger Mackerel. <laughs> Danger <laughs> Mackerel. Yeah. Wow. And, th- and then Danger Mackerel does come into it later. So, oh God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and apparently Count Duckula is going to be in it as well of course he Duckula. is Duckula started is. in Danger Mouse but he was a different character to the one in the, the I, I actually saw he was uh, a okay I kind of need to see this just for the names I, I, I actually saw well, Count Duckula is a rip off of um, Daffy Duck isn't he I wouldn't know I've never is seen it, it. Oh, sorry I was, I was talking mostly to Chris yeah, the, the, but the I'm, I'm in shocked silence. 
don't diss Duckula. I'm not dissing Duckula. I'm saying, like, if if he was to come out, uh, you know, uh, today, there would be mm-hmm. a lawsuit. <laughs> But I have a question for you, Chris. And I was like, "Is is Duckula the terror that flaps in the night? <laughs> <laughs> is he the is he the widget on the on the uh, on the uh, on the swing set that you have to assemble yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss that show. I miss Darkwing Duck. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got off topic. Ignore me. No, that's just fine. It's no, I'm, 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 I missed that as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just went. Over, I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. It went completely over my head too. Sorry. <laughs> I, I've seen Darkwing Duck, but it, it obviously was not in my. Yeah. I wonder if they'll bring that back if the Duck, Ducktales spin-off. I mean, Ducktales remake is successful. It's possible. Although they didn't, they are doing the Ducktales remake as CG, which is a little sad. Understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Danger Mouse, I would say definitely check it out. Um, and I'm really pleased that it exists because I feel like there isn't many. You get all the like Cartoon Network shows and stuff that are like work for kids and also work um, as on another level for adults and stuff. But I feel like there's doesn't seem like there's that on British. TV, although I don't watch, I don't watch uh, the children's the, channels. There, on there's purpose. some, but actually, the thing is, um, the industry in the UK is geared towards preschool. So the big yeah. hits you get here are like Teletubbies, Bob the Builder, now sort of like Sarah and Duck, and the yeah, shows that are Sarah being produced in Ireland, like Octonauts mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, it's not so common to see something for the sort of 7 to 12 year olds sort of market, which is actually quite watchable for anyone of any age, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not all plots about, oh, so-and-so's lost his Red Bull, let's go and find it. You know, they can, they can be a bit more interesting and uh, literally dramatic. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's it's it is nice to see like a cartoon with 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 English uh, with British voices. Uh, mm-hmm. It it seems like a small thing, but it actually has quite a big. I don't know quite a big impression. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I suddenly remember. Uh, uh, like, do you remember Chris when the Dennis the Menace cartoon came out and? I remember there, there was a big fuss made of of that being British and of that being made in England. Um, yeah, no, I think these things matter. Mm-hmm. But, but, but above everything, it, it, it looks like a fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is, it is being made in Ireland, or animated in Ireland by Boulder Media. But right, it's, but it's being written in, in, in Britain and being... Mm-hmm. And the script's great, the and yeah, and the, the voice actors are great, and yeah. So watch Danger Mouse, people. I would say if you can, um, <laughs> and if you can't, wait for it on Netflix next year. Um, I also saw a program that, um, not animated, but it's a new 
part of the new season, and that is the new, ep- new the first new episode of the new Muppet season yeah. series. Uh, yeah. Which is they're, they're hopefully back. called the Muppets. Like, yes. Why is every new thing just called <laughs> the Muppets? It's so confusing. There's a new film, The Muppets, yeah. and then there's the new TV series, The Muppets, which is totally different from the film, The Muppets. Um, yeah, and it is the um, the most adult Muppet series, everyone says. Um, cause yeah, definitely. The, the behind-the-scenes at Miss Piggy's <laughs> Apple Night program, um, which I think is an interesting right. spin spin on like the original which was behind the scenes at a variety show so it's it's sort of a you know an up-to-date version of that mm-hmm. and it, yeah 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 I have when to I say we definitely that, more adult thought, yeah mm. i had to say it kind of reminded do, me do, at least with, guys, um, what, yeah sorry it's okay <laughs> um it kind of reminded me a little bit of um what cartoon network i think tried to do with the looney tunes the looney tunes show I don't know if you guys read were familiar, but with that, but it was kind of like you know showing the Looney Tune characters in there. You know, right. they're off oh. they're off hours, so it's kind of it. It seems like they're kind of trying to do something a bit similar, but I have a feeling that uh, the you know the Muppets can do that at least leagues better than what happened in that show. Yeah, they're kind of designed to do that a little bit more than yeah, Bugs and Daffy doing mm-hmm. family guy style. Yeah, 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 and they've kind of they've done similar similar stuff. They've done kind of similar mm-hmm. stuff to this too yeah, in the past, like it, the sort of background stuff. And yeah, yeah it, it's mm-hmm. really good. Did you guys see the the, um, the teaser with Nathan Fillion coming out of Miss Piggy's trailer? <laughs> no. Oh no, I missed no. that. <laughs> oh damn it! <laughs> I love Nathan Fillion. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kermit there, there sees it. Of, and they're like, of, uh, hi. <laughs> 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 were originally made because adults kind of like Sesame Street and mm-hmm. like Sesame Street is popular <laughs> so they were like let's make an adult version of that and that was what the Muppets was supposed to be mm-hmm. um, so I think it's not too much of a stretch for them to be like a half hour like office style sitcom um, totally. I mean, what do people what do people think of... I only saw the first episode so far. Yeah, me too. Well, I, think, well, I don't know how many episodes that they've, they've aired recently, like, since then. Because I, I, I haven't had the opportunity to see any, any follow-up episodes. I think, it's, myself, I think it's on Monday night. Hmm. I think the second one's aired, but it's yeah. not available on Hulu 3 yet, so I haven't seen it. I, I, I forget what time it was supposed to be airing weekly so i needed to i need to get on that so i can start watching more episodes <laughs> yeah i it's, the point is it was just really funny i thought um, yeah yeah and i it's a pretty good indicator i generally when you watch stuff on your own i think you know you sort of ah, when you laugh you generally sort of smile to yourself or maybe little tiny chuckle or something but I actually did laugh out loud when I was watching it yeah. on several occasions <laughs> to be honest yeah um, me too yeah absolutely. and I was just happy that it was so good because they I'm, the thing that was a relief for me was is it going to sound like them <laughs> you know and the humour was pretty much there I think like they, there was obviously a lot of like love in in getting that right and making it sound like them and 
it not being the sort of thing that, you know, Fozzie wouldn't say. I, I felt that the characters were pretty <laughs> much doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. I believe that, like, the... I don't know if it's the head writer or mm-hmm. or the person basically who's in charge is someone that goes back, way back, to, like, in the Henson Company. Oh, really? Um, because there has been controversy, as you may have heard, about the ad, the supposed adult content. Right, from people, by people who probably who, didn't watch it. <laughs> no, yeah, and also people who don't actually understand the Muppets and know that they started off as an adult thing anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's this, um, the million moms who are, who basically, <laughs> their main thing, that, there's definitely not a million of them. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm sure they're not all mums. And so also, the main thing <laughs> is to make their children's lives as embarrassing and as miserable as possible. Their main thing seems to be making sure that their children don't find out about homosexuals. Oh, great. Um, great. That's just really nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, they really complain about. Um, they got really upset about the gay wedding in Archie or some Archie comics or something. Um, Getting upset about Archie for people on like, the wrong side of history. <laughs> yeah, like that's like I don't know. That is beyond <laughs> me. Getting upset. It's about like Archie. being a racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like oh grandpa <laughs> why how old yeah so old uh, yeah yeah but um you're right the, the Muppets was really funny I liked um and I'm really curious to see how this continues if it does um I really liked how they kept the humour as much as they could like visual, there were quite a few good like slapstick moments and lots of visual jokes because the one thing I was worried about was, you know, um, people who shoot TV now are quite. It seems like NBC at least is it on NBC? Oh no, it's on ABC. Anyway, people are used. To, sorry, they are, they are, it's Disney owned. So right, okay. It, it just it just seems that um, that sort of like office style documentary, non-documentary, mockumentary thing where there's a documentary being filmed but people behave like cameras aren't there and cameras are places where they wouldn't be sort of thing. That style lends itself to a particular type of humour for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be, be the way. And... The Muppets is really about like slapstick a lot of the time and visual gags, and I'm really mm-hmm. pleased that so far, like they seem to like be keeping that up. That was the mm-hmm. one thing that was going to be a worry for me. I'm not interested in seeing them sat around a writer's room table just just talking. I mean, those scenes are funny too, <laughs> but so long as they're doing things other than just reading witty scripts, then uh, <laughs> I think the show has legs yep yes well or not <laughs> wow <laughs> perfect yeah. that was wow. perfect that was perfect yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah we need to have it. I love that yeah <laughs> Muppet humor uh, awesome yeah awesome <laughs> Muppet yeah so we all like the Muppets then and yeah. we hope 
I want it. I want it to. I, I want people to give it the space to breathe and to evolve with it as well. Because like, no, TV is such an unforgiving place. I'm just sad about the idea that it might get that it might get cancelled, and then I'll be really sad. Oh God! <laughs> about no. It. Like I can't, I can't live in a world where the Muppets get cancelled. No. Well, the the thing is, I think it's got a. It's, I think it's had a really strong start, but people yeah, need to remember, like you know, the first season of Parks yeah. and No, it has. Is terrible, and the and if that show like hadn't got to season two and a half, you know, um, no one would really know about it now. I don't think. So yeah, I just hope he's given them. Yeah, they were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to breathe. <laughs> they mentioned it on um, KCRW, the business. I don't know if you oh, guys watch that podcast. Great. Listen to that podcast rather. Um, yeah. I know, I love it too. But they, um, yeah, they were saying the Muppets had a really strong start. So that sounds good. Oh, that's great. That is very good news. Because I want it to go on and on and on. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Okay, uh, Rachel's gonna have to go very soon, so I'm um, sorry. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Um, uh, but honestly, guys, I don't know how much longer I'm here because as soon as we, there's a crowd here, I'm gonna have to um, jump off. <laughs> sure. Okay. How much is? But we'll see what much, happens. How much uh, left is there to talk about, Chris? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but what I was gonna say is, if Rachel wants to talk about. Anything that you, that you've been watching, um, so sure. we'll be able to. I'll yes. I'll just keep it very short, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't seen too much recently. Um, I've just been trying to follow up on some of the more recent episodes of Steven Universe because it looks like that's the show's uh, going into a new plot line that should be really interesting, and I'm really excited with uh, expanding on an existing character, which I'm even more excited about. So that's cool, and um, I also recently watched the first two episodes of Over the Garden Wall because oh, cool. I heard that was good and I have to say I'm, I was a bit tentative going in but I'm really actually liking where it's going and I like the kind of weird like obscure sense of humor it kind of feels like um, what, what was the impression I got from it it was like a, I wouldn't say it's like a Gulliver, Gulliver's Travels kind of thing but it, it, it kind of is it's like a fairy tale meets yeah. Gulliver's Travels kind of like you know journey story and I have to and I, and I can totally get behind that, so I think I'm, I'm planning on um, to see if I can find the rest of the episodes and uh, watch it to, you know, try to catch up to where it is right now. And Whoa. the last thing, it's a bit of a blast from the past. I don't know if any of you are familiar with it or if any of our listeners are familiar, but um, one of my one of the many gifts I got for my birthday this year was um, a little movie that I watched growing up. Uh, animated by Rankin Bass, and it was called The Flight of Dragons. Oh yes. So you are familiar with it. I am. I quite vague memories of it, but I definitely remember it being on TV when I was a kid. Yeah, I think the first time I ever saw it was, um, I think it was right when uh, Cartoon Network was in its infancy, and they would like, uh, like air various animated movies on, you know, on like particular, like on a certain block of time when they were trying to, you know, try to find new programming to put on the, sh- on the network. But, um, I remember that was distinctly one of the first like movies that I ever saw in that, um, that block. And 
it definitely struck a chord with me because I love medieval stuff. I love dragons. I love wizards. I love, you know, enchanted princesses and the lot. So, <laughs> I, you know, and I have to say, as far as, like, the movies that come out of the Rankin-Bass, uh, you know, you know, that animation, it's it's really good. And it's still, even after so many years, it's, like, I was surprised how much it held up. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's no it's no the last unicorn, but it it comes <laughs> damn close for me at least. <laughs> and cool. that's pretty much it. I've never yeah. heard of that. I didn't know that that existed. Sounds good. It's a bit obscure, and I would say because like, it was um it only just recently, like relatively recently, got a DVD release. But um, if you have the opportunity to try and look up look it up. Dan, I would I would recommend it. At least just kind of like a little, you know, right. nostalgia trip kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it showed on TV in the UK like way back in the day, um, and I, it's just something that I remember seeing. And it's one of those things where I'm not even sure I was particularly aware of what it was, and then you find out later. But when I've heard of what it is, like, oh yeah, I definitely saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's the only only fantasy film, uh, only fantasy film where the major villain is defeated by the power of science. I love it. Sweet. I love it. It was, the, it was the, it's such a silly climax, but every single time I see it, I get so excited. Like, ah. <laughs> we can get away with that these days. Fox News would have as a um, fit. <laughs> And that's why when Ardman released Pirates in America, they couldn't call it Pirates and then the venture was scientists. They had to call it Pirates, a band of misfits. <laughs> Even though Charles Darwin's the main character. Even yeah. though he's a scientist, singular as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, just... there's, the, there's the monkey. <laughs> the, it's the monkey assigned. Oh, Darwin. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, something else that I've been watching that is new this season is um, uh, the new series of South Park, uh, which has just started airing as well. Yeah. Uh, and I watched the first couple of episodes. Uh, and the first episode, I have to say, there was something about it that uh, I wasn't overly keen on going into it. was because I'd seen online somewhere, um, like in a... a like a Twitter trending list it said South Park declares open season on SJWs <laughs> and I was like oh god it was that episode was misunderstood by lots of people and well, its actual target was not of course yeah yes. yeah you just I mean getting mad at South Park is you know like being a racist, <laughs> as the bomb would say. <laughs> get it, get, get it, get it. Well, that should, but... that's... <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. That's... <laughs> yeah. Along with, it's just more fish. It's just um, more fish. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so funny. Uh, but I, th- I think it was a great opener. Um... I, I'm 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 a little bit wary of them uh, flogging the dead horse, as it were, with that gag. Mm-hmm. They've got to be really careful because, I mean, I can understand why people might have misunderstood it. Essentially, um, a new principle is instated at 
South Park Elementary, who is called PC Principal. And mm-hmm. the joke is, is that he is, um, you know, Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> an outraged hair trigger, um, you know, sort of person who, who, who doesn't really listen to what anyone's saying, but his words that they think mean something and gives children detention off the back of nothing, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, the writing in South Park just always blows me away. It's, it's so on the nose. And it's always, I mean, I, I still think it's really funny as well. Yeah, the thing is that I was think, watching it and thinking awful people are going to think, you know, this is on their side. <laughs> but the thing is right. that um, yeah, yeah. South, South Park is always is always made fun of liberals as much as it has conservatives. Oh, yeah, it's an equal equal opportunity piss taker. It really has. And and the thing to the thing that I understood about South Park, um, which makes it a lot more enjoyable and is 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 the fact that they never really attack people no, or yeah. or if there's a current debate they don't attack either side they just attack how people react yeah. so if if there is an event which they want to document you know people go oh what's south park's take going to be on this they don't ever do a take on anything they they show people how people behave how yeah. people react to events they don't they're not interested yeah. in well honestly go on sorry i didn't mean to interrupt I, honestly <laughs> sorry honestly um you know comedy really has free reign though i mean as long as the really the bottom line is as long as it's funny <laughs> comedy should be able to take on, on any topic and any person and any target really you know i mean um I know, as long I know, I know, as it's funny yeah. like it has to be thoughtful and you know what i mean I, yeah, I mean, really, I think things um, can be great at it. Yeah, yeah. Comedy's always going to be misunderstood, I think, and and <laughs> it, it it will be though, and and people sort of tend to tar good comedy and bad comedy with the same brush. And the tricky thing with with comedy, and this is basically what South Park we're trying to say with the episode, um, is that. Comedy has to be a little bit ambiguous sometimes for it to be any good or for it to say something. And for it to mm-hmm. appear to be something, you, you you just have to be at peace with the fact that it might seem a bit abrasive, but it's kind of going somewhere. And it yes. might actually even end up being a little bit enlightening. Well, yeah, the, the, the main key, I think, at least with them, I remember hearing... Uh... So, you know, I was hearing like a discussion about, you know, what, when, it, when does a, go, a joke go too far? Um, it, there was, there was, the idea was that it was, it's really the, one of the key things about comedy is that when you're, when a comedian does what he or she chooses to do is the intention behind the, you know, behind the, you know, the choice of topic or the issue that they decided to make fun of. Are they trying to, like you said, enlighten or, you know, to, you know, make people just kind of laugh off? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like it's are they trying to laugh it off? Yeah, but or it, is it, it, or it, are they intentionally it, trying no. to hurt someone? There's a distinct line no, between those I disagree two, with those that. Ideas. I, you sure? No, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I do because I think that um, you know comedians don't just make stuff up. You know, they really work well, no. at their jokes, and and they're you know, and I know. But my point though is just that um, they they're sort of truth tellers, you know, yeah. and and it's really like I think it really boils down to to whether or not it's funny, and and um, I mean that's a very, very complex thing to say. You know, what I mean it sounds simple, but um, all of that stuff is sort of taken into consideration. Like like I I just think that. Um, uh, I mean, comedians bring things up, and I mean, they're gonna offend people. <laughs> Joke writers, oh yeah, there's, there's no, people, there's no doubt of that. Yeah, but it's their, yeah, it's their uh, purpose in life to sort of shake things up. And like I said, though, as long as the joke is funny, like you know, when it's not funny, <laughs> and that's the thing that they're constantly working at. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't think that they need to um, be sensitive. Is what I guess my point is. No, that's like, not what I not was saying job at all. To be sensitive. Yeah, that's not what I was saying at all. Okay, I mean, okay, then I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. I, yeah, because I, just, I, I mean, just... there's. There, uh, what I was trying to say is mainly, I mean, regardless of whether or not the rest of the world, you know, is, you know, either, you know, laughing at it or offended, you know, that's neither here or there. Because, like you said, everyone's going to be offended by something. But I think it's the, the perp, you know, at least the idea behind the humor that the comedian's taking with the uh, the routine or the, or the joke is very important. Like, say, if you're going into a joke where you're intentionally trying to hurt someone or you know, offend somebody, you're going to offend a lot more people that way. Whereas if you're, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, like, say, oh, look at this issue, look how silly it is, like what South Park does by through uh, looking at how people react to stuff like you guys say, you know, that's why it gets, you know, it still offends people, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it still mm-hmm. has, you know, has a wider appeal because it does so, like, you know, um, look at these issues and look, like, at all the different aspects of it and how, you know, silly and over-the-top it can get. It, because it, the it, reality it, that it's right? also that the well, what makes it so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... And they're also it, it, well-crafted jokes, though. Oh, yeah. Totally. Their entire... <laughs> um, yeah, writing philosophy is just... It's incredibly well crafted. The jokes work because they're always coming from character. Or, I mean, even after like 19 seasons, I still find Cartman the funniest <laughs> yeah. thing in the world because he'll just constantly surprise me with, you know, how how much he thinks he's a good person. It's just, <laughs> yeah. And then how Kenny can you know which one I, life of I was, every episode. Sorry. Go ahead. That was it. <laughs> you know, um, the, um, the, that uh, one episode, oh, God, killed me. When, remember when they did the, um, to the end of the world of Warcraft? <laughs> that was an older yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, I freaking love yeah. that one so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just one thing. I was a bit confused because in that episode... When did they stop bleeping the F-bombs? There were lots of F-bombs in that when I watched it on Hulu. <laughs> oh. then, the ne- then the next episode, they bleeped again. I was very confused. On, on Hulu. I know, I know yeah. what happens is that they ble- if you watch it on Comedy Central UK, none yeah. of it's bleeped. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, that's the only thing I know. <laughs> and, of course, if you get the DVDs, they're not bleeped. Some, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me in the slightest with that podcast. Because, I mean, sometimes even that can be the joke. 
Yeah. I I love the idea. Well, it's kind. I think it's it's kind of an seems like an important thing for them to be bleeped in the TV series because then it makes the film work better. <laughs> right. It's right. all based around swearing. Um, but I find bizarre the idea that people will be like, I I love South Park, but what I don't like is when they say a naughty word. Oh, it's not for people. No, the thing is, is that um, <laughs> oh, this is so boring. But it's basically that um, American like cable channels. It's not. Um, you know, like Breaking Bad's audience could probably handle like f bombs and lots and lots of f bombs and lots of violence. It's not to do with the audience; it's to do with the sponsors. Yeah. And and if Tide or mm. Oreo don't want to give, what want to want to advertise during Breaking Bad, I mean, it's it's ridiculous because if they're advertising, <laughs> sponsor the Walking Dead, where people we've got the most. Yeah. Just, Horrible violence you've ever seen on screen, yeah. but there's no swearing because come on. No, it's it's just like a. It's it's actually it's not even censorship. It's self censorship. Cable channels stop themselves from from uh, yeah from I don't know what the word is doing all sorts of things like swearing and ridiculous. You know, I can bleep that out. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Sometimes I just think when when we do get the when you do hear those bleeps, I just I know what they're saying. I know they're saying something naughty, and so I just you know I kind of just imagine what my own you know my own uh, mind what they're saying, and then I just laugh even harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That, that, I mean, that was why Kenny is was originally quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, but uh, the, the interesting thing they're doing with South Park is the thing they, that they did last season, um, where episode two was a direct continuation of episode one. Yes. And they referred directly to things that happened, and characters carried on, and it seems like they're going to do what they did last season, which I think worked really well, was have a sort of a through line. And uh, overarching like theme. I don't think I've seen the last season. It was great. Yeah, I mean, not every episode is like yeah. it's not like hard serialization, like Breaking Bad. But more or less, you have to watch every episode because they'll refer to things that happened in previous episodes or or pick storylines up here and there. I like the second episode a lot more, to be honest. Um, <laughs> And also, I thought it was great that it came after the other episode because these awful people are watching it, thinking, "Yeah, they're on my side. They think feminists are awful." <laughs> and then, then you get the <laughs> other episode where it's back on the, "Yeah, let's make fun of Republicans, and racists, and terrible people." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh. yeah. That's classic. In the eyes of South Park, <laughs> everyone is fair game. Yeah. And then at the very end of the episode, yes. yeah, yes, have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> that was like... Literally in the script. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Yeah, I think if you look at the two episodes together, it makes it much more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to have South Park back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, that means that they're also airing the same night as um, Moonbeam City, which... I haven't seen that I'm, yet. Neither have I. I. to see if 
I meant to see if I could see the second episode because I enjoyed the pilot so much. It's so good. Yeah, I the animation need... is amazing. I need to check that out. Yeah, you should check it out, <laughs> and we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's on the same night at South Park, I think. So, whether it's um, available on Comedy Central's website or whatever, mm -hmm. the first episode was. So, what's I what's the name again? Moonbeam City. Moonbeam City. Okay. Yes. It's very, very eighties, <laughs> future eighties. <laughs> All right, I can get behind that. Future. <laughs> Yes, um, that's about what I'd be watching. <laughs> um, anyone else be watching anything they want to talk about? Me too. Mm, not really. I mean, as always, like watch Rick and Morty because it's it's so funny. <laughs> because it's, it's Rick just, and Morty, it's... right? <laughs> yeah, because I know. Because shut up, Dan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Believe me, I take I take I... your word no. for it. Oh. No, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just what I've wanted for such a long time from a cartoon. Because I, I found, I love, no, it's really know, great. I love the, you know, the resurgence of Cartoon Network and Gravity Falls. Oh god, but, yes. But Rick and Morty is really for adults, and it kind of caters to, you know, there, there's no, um, there's no illusion that they have to play it for a younger audience. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's great. They don't have um, to. They um, don't have to sneak stuff past the radar. Well, they don't, and and they can go really full on. Like this week's episode, like went full on into morality in a really interesting way. That things that Rick and Morty riffs off, like Doctor Who, kind of skirts around. Mm -hmm. But this just like ran head on into like, do you think you're a good person? Mm. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, well, it's great. Like, it's great. How how far is it into its uh, you know run? I think it's on episode. I want to say six, maybe six of. I think they do ten. Oh, it's no, it's episode nine. Oh, it's only oh. nine episodes out yet. Nine, oh no, no, nine of season two. Oh, season two, okay. Season, I just yes. want to make sure, like, where would you recommend if I were to, like, to get off this call and start watching it, you know, jump into the show? Like, what episode would you recommend? Just starting from episode one, or is it one of those yeah. kind of... Yeah, pilot. Oh, okay. Because, gotcha. um... Yeah, it's really good. It's very much, I think, it's not serialized, strictly. I mean, it's loosely serialized, but it's... Uh, I feel like it's very much crafted purposefully to be aired in the order it's been aired in. Okay. Where characters oh, should... develop and reveal themselves at particular times. Um, and different characters that you get to know in season one um, mm -hmm. are there much more in season two. So yeah, okay. I'd say just it doesn't take long. It's, you know, it's ten episodes. Anyway. Um... I still can't get the Adult Swim website to work. Oh, no. Well, I can I can get the website to work. It just won't play Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. It'll play everyone else. Mm -hmm. Just doing it out of spite. Um, but I have found that um, on Amazon UK, you can actually get a a, a Australian import Blu-ray of it. Mm. 
season one. Oh, do uh, we have the same? Uh, we have the same region code. Yeah, and it's quite likely it's not even going to come out on Blu-ray here because I don't know it's who'd even release it. Damn likely. To, uh, even like the most popular shows. I think Super Jail and Aqua Team Hunger Force came out on DVD. Um, it, yeah. Oh, slowly, oh, oh, did as well actually. But most of them haven't. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Probably won't come out of Blu-ray. So I thought I'd probably import the Blu-ray and just just do it. Yeah, it's probably got good commentaries as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's got commentaries on every episode with Dan mm-hmm. Dan Harmon. So, mm. and I know the commentaries on the community DVDs are awesome. So. That should be worth listening to. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, sorry to to bounce, but I gotta unfortunately have to have to leave for the time being. But it was, as always, lovely chatting with you, and I will, you know, in recording. Yes. So. Yes. Of course, hey. it was lovely talking to you. Um, <laughs> do do you just wanna do your do the standard? Where can we find you on the internet this week? Uh, well, always on Twitter at uh, failtoninja at com. So you just find me on there, or shoot me a message, or whatever. Follow me, or whatever you whatever you feel like doing. If you just want to bother me, if you just want to, you know, make a comment, that's you know, it's totally fine. And read Rachel's <laughs> reviews on the website. They're awesome. Please, okay. please. <laughs> all right, everyone, have okay. a wonderful week, and I will uh, talk to you all later. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Bye Yvonne. Well, I have to actually probably go soon because I I want to catch the, the um thing before the Q and A with the um crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. No, I know, I know. So I, I should probably dash off, but um, oh. yeah. And um, and honestly, I've just watched um, uh, I've watched two hundred and and seven oh. short films. Oh my <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> Okay, Dedication. number one. Let's start at number one. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. that? Nothing. List them. Yeah. yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, if, if you want to get off, do you want to do your your um, standard plug? Yes. Yes. Where can we find you? Uh, okay. Um, I'm at isnare underscore inc and, uh, on Twitter. And um, also, if you have a short film, please uh, do submit it um, at animationnights.nyc. Um, you yep. do watch them, clearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I absolutely yeah. watch them wow. and enjoy them. <laughs> and also, Rita Vaughn's Von, awesome write-up from the Academy uh, showcase about early animation. Yeah, I need to animation. catch up with that. It's very yeah. in-depth and awesome, and you should read it. <laughs> And I have, yeah. <laughs> I have another one coming up. I have another one coming up on uh, all of the, the all the MoMA movies that I watch. So um, I'm working on that. Now, wow. So I should have that up soon. And then hopefully Yay. something about this VR thing. We shall see. <laughs> but I'll tell you about it anyways. Awesome. <laughs> Yo! Don't give it up, Don't give it up, Don't give it up, Don't give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up, give it up. 
how the story goes, we find out by the treasure in the grand line, there's no doubt. The pirate whose eye is on it, he'll sing, I'll be king of the pirates, I'm gonna be king. His name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Be king of the pirates. He's made a robot. Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. His name's alone, just like a samurai and a L-A-D-Y. Nami's not shy. Usopp's doing that marksman thing. Sanji's cooking. Chopper's got the ring. Okay, uh, so it's just me and Dan here now. Um, Hi. Uh, so, so we are going to talk a bit about some of the trailers that have been re- released recently for animated mm-hmm. movies that we wanted to talk about a bit. Um, and first up is the newest trailer for the Peanuts movie from Blue Sky. Uh, I think they're calling it the final trailer um, because it's coming out in November and it's practically October. Um, and we did speak about the original Peanut stuff before didn't we like in our first episode i think yeah yeah first episode and we yeah. were well were we so young uh, <laughs> um <laughs> uh where um we were really we were all really into it i think because i think just... so yeah i'm still pretty keen on it i mean yeah, i don't want to i the thing is i don't know if i can see too much before going in unless it's like a beat by beat rundown mm-hmm. it looks like an episode of Peanuts. It looks yep. like them in the park, Charlie Brown in his house, Charlie Brown at the school disco. It's... I don't think a trailer can spoil too much in a Charlie Brown Peanut uh, Snoopy movie. Yeah, it's like we said before, it, it seems to be a nice, small story, which is yeah. refreshing. Yeah. Um, the only sort of big sequences seem to be like in... Um, like some flights of fancy fantasy sequences for Snoopy, um, which is fine. Um, as long as yeah, you... I mean that might be fine. I don't, I don't, I cannot for the life of me fathom why they've given Snoopy's female interests <laughs> like googly eyes. <laughs> like it's it's it's. Peanuts. Everyone has dot eyes. Why would you? I don't understand that. Just That's the only girl, thing that. Obviously. <laughs> I don't really. That's get... how... Didn't you yeah. know? That's how you tell the difference between girls. They've eyelashes. And oh, and she has, um, and she has a, a bow in her hair. No, she has pigtails and both bow... pigtails. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. No, but it, it looks great. Um. I saw a few people saying. Oh, I can't believe they spent millions of dollars on a movie with South Park style animation. Ugh, no, seriously, um, I saw some like some 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 film critics on Twitter saying those sorts of things. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably going to be the minority opinion. As, yeah, I'm sure as it is. The kind of is released, and I, 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 you know, it looks great. All yeah. that they need to prove now is that it's uh, and it's a good movie. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm in. Uh, I think this new trailer um, is the sort of introducing it maybe to the new audience a bit because it's like, 
yeah. Who's Charlie Brown? Because like the first the re- first trailers were like playing on nostalgia. It's like, hey, look, here's the um, here's the Peanuts music, and here's sure. Charlie Brown's head, and everyone's like, wow, Charlie Brown, I remember him. And then the kids are going, who? <laughs> and then yeah. this is the this is who, um, which is obviously going to be something they've got to do because they they want to they want to sell it to the parents, but they want to. They want to get some pester power too. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I think I think in the US it's an easier sell than it is elsewhere. Yeah, because Snoopy is like a merchandising icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everyone recognizes Snoopy and Charlie Brown, I think, and Woodstock. But I don't. I mean, because uh, in in the US, you know, the holiday specials are. Showing every Halloween and Christmas um, on TV, you know, like the snowman is for us. Mm-hmm. So kids are kind of uh, aware, I think, of Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Maybe a little bit more in America than elsewhere. Well, um, I think Peanuts definitely is more. Kids are more aware of it in America, but Charlie Brown and Snoopy maybe. With okay, so, so in the UK. Yeah. It's being yeah. sold as Charlie Brown and Snoopy, a Peanuts movie. In America, yeah, it's because, a Peanuts movie. Yeah, because the uh, the TV show over here was called mm-hmm. Charlie Brown and Snoopy Show or something. Yep. Yeah, and that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Well, I, I remember reading... My, my dad had um, uh, the collected comic books, and I mm-hmm. used to read them, so I'm quite... I did feel quite nostalgic about the imagery of like uh, Snoopy on his doghouse and things like that, and yeah. Woodstock. And no, I, I, I really, I just, I'm really impressed that they've managed to to really um, wow. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just completely drew, drew a blank there. Um, they've managed to stay really faithful. To yeah. the, the look, um, yeah. nah, no, nah, I'm ready to watch it now. Yeah, I think they probably had to um, the Schultz estate. I think they probably had to, you know, put together quite a impressive thing to oh, they sh- did. show them to win over, you know, to get the right. So I think they, they would have had, yeah. they would have had to show that they were going to do it right before it happened. So the fact mm-hmm. it's happening, I think, is a vote of confidence. And yeah, only a few more months, and <laughs> that's out. So looking forward to that. Oh, there is one other thing that I've heard some people a bit worried about is when there's like bits of modern music. People are like, "Oh, there's going to be like a big pop video bit in the middle or whatever." But I think that might that, well that might just be the trailer. I don't know. That might I I can see that happening. Hmm. Yeah, I can. Um, whatever. It's it's. Unfortunately, it's something that you just have to. It comes with the territory sometimes with animated, big animated movies. Let's just hope that there isn't like a, a closing title where all the characters are dancing to Owl City or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather they didn't do that. Right, I think that's Peanuts covered pretty much. That's Peanuts, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for um, it. Okay, um. Good Dinosaur has got basically a couple of recent new trailers 
because uh, there is a international one with some Spanish text in it, but all this there's um, bits in English. And then yeah. when I was writing up about that, I discovered there's actually uh, there was actually a couple of months ago a UK trailer that I didn't see, but um, originally. But it gives you your first like proper look at the plot and stuff, and shows you talking dinosaurs and stuff. Oh really? <laughs> Have you not watched? Do you know what? No, I've not watched that. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, it's got talking dinosaurs. Okay, well, that sounds great. <laughs> um, nice one, yeah. Yeah, because the the dinosaurs are the ruling the planet, and the it's talking people as well, uh, or a talking person. <laughs> oh, really? There, there's the human spot. Um, oh, that's interesting because I thought I I expected the joke would be that the human dinosaurs talk. speak like us, and humans ug and ug. Well, it might be that the rest of the humans ug and ug, but this boy is taught to talk. I don't know. Uh, right. Um, and I was reading a thing about it today, and it was saying, it was describing it as a it's a boy and his dog movie. <laughs> but yeah, the yeah. dinosaur is the boy, and the human and is the dog. Yeah, that's that's. That, I thought that was the original pitch. Um. Pretty much. Maybe, okay. Maybe. That was but, my understanding of what the movie was going to be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but they've changed quite a lot about it, as has been said quite a lot, that they basically tore it up part way through. Um, it, it's had it's had a really long um, production. Because mm-hmm. originally Bob Peterson, like a sort of like Pixar story vet, mm-hmm. veteran, um, was directing it. And then... There was, there, I mean, the Pixar are very, very good at keeping their stuff completely under wraps. Yeah. There was some kind of creative disagreement, and uh, a new director was was brought on to knock it into shape. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which did? I mean, sorry, which, which did? really puzzle me because I was thinking if like a guy working at Pixar for like 20 plus years is not making a Pixar movie then is the problem really with him <laughs> or is it because you know now they're, they're owned by Disney and so is, is 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 the problem really with him or was it that he wasn't you know following studio notes or something I, I don't know no, uh, we 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 don't. Well, we can't we'll, really say. <laughs> what we can't say, and we'll probably never know because we still don't know what happened with Brave or Newt. Mm-hmm. You know, those those stories are very, you know, protected. Yeah, understandably, really, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 But the gra- the um, the backgrounds and everything look beautiful, and the characters mm. that really cartoony. <laughs> They, yeah, the, I mean the background is something that they were showing off. How how does it, how does the um the dialogue seem to you? Does it seem like they're they're going for gags or or, or what? Yeah, I think it looked kind of you know quite broad really from what mm-hmm. I've seen. But yeah, I from what I've heard, what 
people have been saying, like a previewed footage or whatever, mm-hmm. that what they've talked about a lot is it being really emotional. But you don't get you don't really get that from the trailer. I don't think it's it's more. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, actually, that sort of stuff doesn't really sell movie tickets. Apart from in Japan. Yeah, right, okay. And, <laughs> sure, sure. Let's and somewhat the tragedy. It, I mean, I remember the, the thing with Toy Story 3 was, oh, to take your husband, he'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They didn't uh, actually put that in the trailers, though. <laughs> no, they didn't, no. That uh, was stealth marketing. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, for whatever, for whatever reason, um, animated movies are still very much marketed as, like, theme park rides. They're funny, and they're thrilling, and, oh, you've never seen this before, that's kind of pretty, and not so much on the meat of the story. Is that, is that, is that fair to say, or? Yeah, it, well, it's kind of like how, um. Inside Out was almost sold as a sitcom in the trailers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the actual film is like this really emotional experience. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And you can't really sell that in trailers. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's... And it will be interesting uh, to see how that the good dinosaur stacks up against it. Um I mean, yeah, Inside Out is just a, you know, a, a home run, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. It was excellent. It was so good. I mean, I, I don't think that Pixar has really made a bad movie, apart from Cars 2. Cars 2 <laughs> is actually, like, a, <laughs> it's, you know, it's offensive to me how how that film operates it's it's not good but even the things that people don't like i i've said this before i think you know even things like brave or monsters university i think they're pretty solid movies i don't get the hate for brave or monsters university nor do i yeah i know obviously monsters university is a well it's a prequel but you know it's it's not an original film well, but, the thing um, the thing I like about Brave and Monster University is they know that they're kind of smaller movies. Mm-hmm. So Brave knows to focus on, you know, it's very focused. There's a there's a town, there's a little bit of the woods, and, and there's family and a couple of other clans. Apart from that, it's quite a focused story. And mm-hmm. Monsters University as well. The climax is is like the climax is is them having a chat. By the mm-hmm. lake, talking about who they are. I mean, that's excellent. That's great. Yeah, I I rewatched it. I rewatched most of it quite recently, and yeah, I like that movie. <laughs> no, if it yeah, absolutely. If it's if it's on TV or something, I'll I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It gets a hard time just because because of what it is, I think. But um, as a movie, yeah, I I completely agree. I don't I don't like toy. Cars two at all, but other than that, I I like the opening the the opening car chase with Finn McMixile. <laughs> There's a, that's that's a great action sequence. Um, but as soon as we go back to Radiator Springs, I uh, forget it. Right, <laughs> nothing will ever get me interested in 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 Mater and his his world. 
Uh, I mean, just let's build a film around Mater. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that makes no sense. The worst character. <laughs> yeah, it seems like only John Lasseter likes him. This <laughs> 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 is like every pitch is just John Lasseter, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah, so Mater, like, wouldn't it be funny if Mater went to Japan or if Mater, you know, like, was on the autobahn? It's like, uh, yeah, maybe for a short, but. <laughs> so, was there, was there another trailer? There was, uh, Peanuts. Ang- Angry Birds. They were the big ones. Angry Birds, yes. yes. Okay, the film that. Nobody. I, wants. Nobody wants. Nobody yeah. wants. Nobody wants. <laughs> Which is, um, it's, it's funny because it just shows you how long it takes to make a movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sincerely believe that they probably pushed this through as quickly as they could. But, you know, trends don't always last that long. And it seems like, I mean, Angry Birds is still really popular. But mm. it seems like the craze is maybe, you know, that wave was crested. and People might still play it, but no one talks about it anymore. It's not yeah. cult- It's not culturally, like, the cutting edge anymore. Yeah. It, everyone's, um, everyone's moved on. It's right. a bit like, it's a bit like saying, in 2016, Gangnam Style, the movie. Yeah, something like that, and and I think what we're kind of working up working up to is that the surprising thing about the trailer is it does. I mean, it's an Angry Birds movie. It's going to be something of a cash in, but it seems like they're almost aware of that, and they know for it to be any you know for people to want to see it, it has to actually well, it, they want it to be a good movie, basically. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 idea, mm-hmm. um, the general idea being played with, actually seems quite funny. The uh, the whole um, anger management thing. Pre- yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yeah. And how the birds got angry, but then anger management. Yes. Mm-hmm. What we're getting to basically is Angry Birds trailer, not rubbish. <laughs> It's it, not rubbish. It's not revolutionary. It looks, it looks, it looks quite standard to me. You know, I don't really think that the design of the Angry Birds world is that great a place to. I mean, because basically the graphics were for a mobile game, so yeah. the world was designed, you know, very cheaply as it was. I don't know if that translates fantastically to an appealing world for a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done it right, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as soon as you hear Angry Birds movie, you just think, oh, God, and you assume the worst. And then you watch the trailer and you go, oh, yeah, you think we good. <laughs> exactly. You think it's going to be um, you know, an hour and a half with a crazy frog. Oh god! <laughs> you know, and it's oh god. It, it's it's probably first. It doesn't look that bad. No, no, no. Um, it, 
it looks it looks fine and i think you know we in the next few years we're going to see or maybe in the next year we're going to see lots of announcements and trailers for movies cashing in on toys and games because you know the lego is the ripples of the lego movie the unfortunate legacy of the lego movie as i put it in my article the unfortunate legacy of right. the lego movie right yeah exactly <laughs> it, it's 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 not a guarantee that if you you know have a have a property and you then make it into a movie just because the Lego movie was good. Mm-hmm. It's also going to be a hit. Or not even, before it's even a hit, whether it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, seems, seems, it seems fine, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit, bit, um, damning with faint praise, but we weren't expecting that. We were expecting to be just damning, <laughs> I think. So. Mm-hmm. We say, well done to the makers of that trailer. You weren't bad. Um, am I really keen to watch it? No. Uh, but Is it really for you? No. Uh, but... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's not what we were expecting. Like a horrible, horrible mess. So I'd say that's a win. No. Just I... about. Yeah. It, won't, it, won't, it won't be a mess. It won't be. And, you know, there are. You know there are um, good good um, animators working on working on this as well. You know people who 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 worked on um, who worked at Sony and uh, Clay Catus mm-hmm. is directing. Clay Catus was a an animator and an animation supervisor at Disney for a long time, oh, um, cool. up until Frozen. All right. Um, so I, it's probably not going to be bad at all. It's it's one of these things where it's kind of set up to be a pleasant surprise, possibly. <laughs> kind yeah. of like Cloudy with a Chance to Meet. Kind of like all the films that Lord and Miller have directed, <laughs> more or less. You go, that sounds rubbish. Then you watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, not really expecting it to be the best animated Oscar winner but it it could it could take us by surprise mm. actually speaking of which mm-hmm. um, I realised last week I went on uh, I went off on one a bit about uh, no. Charlie Kaufman <laughs> I went off on one a bit about Charlie Kaufman's uh, Anomalisa yes which is um, a stop motion Film directed by uh, Charlie Kaufman and Duke Johnson mm-hmm. of um, Starburns Industries, who are probably best known for Moral Oral or um, the stop motion episode of Community. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I went off on one about this this movie, which has been causing waves at Fantastic Fest and at Toronto, um, the Toronto Film Festival. And, you know, it's been doing gangbusters at the festival circuit. And I kind of said, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm still wary of, of how it's being um, 
received, basically. Uh, I went off on one and I said, you know, it's... I, I, I was want to try and get it right because I, I did have a point to make about it, but I have, to, I have to I have to be very clear about what I'm saying. It's it, it will probably get praise that is biased from the point of view of critics who tend not to go crazy or even be that knowledgeable about animation in the first place. Mm-hmm. And the other example that I've seen with similar movies is Fantastic Mr. Fox. You might uh, sometimes see people say, oh, that was my favorite animated movie. Mm-hmm. And that always brings up like a red flag for me. Not because it's a bad movie. It's an excellent movie. But yes. if that's the only animated movie you can mention, it kind of suggests... Oh, okay, you like that because it's a Wes Anderson film. That's mm-hmm. fine. The trouble for me is when people try and talk about the animation mm-hmm. or, or not. And people just, I, I, I just see critics sometimes struggle a little bit to, I have, I have incidentally seen, um, Anomalisa reviews where people say things like, um, oh, you know, it's a very emotional film, despite the puppets. No. Even um, though it's one of these stupid cartoons, it's actually rather good. Yeah, so, so I mean, and, and I'm sure it's not that, and um, actually, it's one of my most anticipated films at the moment, because mm-hmm. I'm just so damn curious, and they're keeping it very under wraps, and um, they haven't, there isn't even a trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to be watching this film very carefully, how it's received. Um, yes. I mean, it, it, it's fantastic. It's a miracle that it got made. Um, it was sort of half a Kickstarter, I think. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Until Nor recently. did I, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, it, it, yeah, it, it looks it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, it, it's been picked up for... UK distribution. It got picked up by Paramount, I think, in the US this week. Yeah. And then it was picked up by um, Curzon's uh, distribution. Oh, right. Um, um, is it Curzon Artificial Eye? Yeah, I, I think, I believe so. That's their yeah. distribution arm. So, I mean, I've cooled down a bit <laughs> since <laughs> last week. Sort of get really going off on about it. Um, and I think it could be a really interesting movie because it's actually exactly what I've wanted for a long time. Yeah. And that is basically an animated movie which doesn't have to be animated and mm-hmm. proves that animation can do great straight adult drama as well as live action. Do you know what? That makes me think of like Satoshi Kon films. I feel like right, right. with Kon, Kon films, a lot of the time they didn't have, you could say, they didn't have to be animated. Like the, I guess the obvious exception is um, uh, Paprika. 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 Because <laughs> yeah. there's so much be crazy stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but 
a lot of them yes. you yeah. could say didn't have to be animated and were more more down to earth and stuff so yeah that uh-huh. is interesting uh-huh. right I think that will wrap us up for today so we will say good night and you can um, keep up with everything we're doing on animationforadults.com you can find us on Tumblr on Pinterest on Facebook and also on Twitter at AFA blog and you can also find all our previous episodes on iTunes Stitcher and podcast.com and you can find Dan on the internet this week where can we find you Dan? You can find me always at Hanu on Twitter Awesome and you can also find me at Mr. Christor on Twitter and Facebook and you can find all that AFA team on a AFA blog as I've said about 12 times <laughs> so it's been another great show thanks everybody for listening and we will catch you soon where we will have another episode of awesome animated stuff thank so you we will catch you soon good night everybody <laughs> bye 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 <laughs>